Uh, I think the main issue is that people don't talk to each other or don't understand each other. Um, and there sometimes you need a bit of translation. And I, I hope I'd be a bit of translation also in my team and, uh, and within ING currently. Hi, I'm Paul Miller and this is Digital Workplace Impact, where we investigate and explore the ideas, practices and people impacting the new digital worlds where we work. Digital Workplace Impact is produced by the Digital Workplace Group, a strategic partner and boutique consultancy covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry through membership, benchmarking and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. I'm delighted to be sitting here with Joris Koch from ING Bank. And Joris, what is your title? Uh, I'm the product owner of our uh, global intranet, which we call One Intranet. And uh, my role is to uh, manage the backlog of our uh, One Intranet and as well as uh, do stakeholder management to uh, satisfy my stakeholders uh, globally. Okay, great. So I, I think this is becoming part of the now DWG member series because I've uh, recorded one interview, one podcast interview with uh, Dennis Agusi from Philips, and yep. it's great to talk to you, Joris. And I was really um, struck by your presentation this morning, what you talked about. Um, just give me a kind of picture to start with of, of your role inside the organization and also what ING does and employee numbers and things like that. Yeah, sure. Briefly, ING is a financial institution uh, operating globally. We're present in 40 plus countries and uh, we have about 55,000 plus uh, staff around the world, plus some externals adding up to 70,000. And those uh, that, that number is also our, my, my, those are my customers. That is my use base for our global internet. They start up their browsers each and every day and they start up with uh, the one intranet. Um, and, and and me and my team, we are located here in the uh, headquarters office here in Amsterdam, in the Netherlands, uh, where we have a biz dev ops team, which is a really a combination of business uh, development and operations in one team, about 20 people in total, with half of the team of developers are located in India, in Pune. So we are a co-located team, and we work very closely together with our friends in tech, in IT. So you've got an interesting team. So it's got business people, it's got a development team, uh, communications people. Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And how did uh, how did that come about? Because it's 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 not typical to form an integrated team like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, typ unfortunately, <laughs> typically we work in silos. Uh, so we have IT then in one building, and you have the business people in another building. And uh, um, if you maintain a, an application like the global intra intranet that we have, and we ha we work in an agile way of working, so we we run two week sprints. Uh, we maintain a, a combined backlog, so with functional features and enabling IT kind of features, and as well as risk features. Uh, you need all those people to be in the same team, and then my role as a product owner is just to prioritize the backlog based on the needs of our customers. Uh, and the, the way we work is typically for ING. We uh, we all work in this agile way, and all the countries uh, adopted this uh, way of working. Uh, and that's really a, a big difference compared to a few years back where you had these silos. Now we don't have these silos anymore, which doesn't mean all problems disappeared. There are still, of course, uh, uh, challenges when IT and business 
Japanese people work together to understand each other and to to work on the, with the same agenda. Um, but there we have our processes in place as well, like QBRs, quarterly business reviews, where we bring together all the plans of all the different teams and and also identify dependencies and uh, and priorities. So when you say there are challenges when business people working with development people, what, what's a typical, what, what tends to happen typically, would you say? Any examples? Any war stories? Um, yeah, well, I'm now working in this, this field for about uh, 20 years already, also with, uh, previously with ABM. But you started Rome. when you were 14. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 43 right now. So, okay. yeah, I've, about 20 years. And I started with ABNMRO where they're... Back in 19, I think, 1998, we had still all these silos. Well, I was always in the comms side, but I always had a passion for IT as well. So um, gradually my role became to be some sort of a, a, the, the, the man in the middle between IT and business. That's because I like both business sides and perspectives as well as the IT sides and perspectives. Uh, I think the main issue is that people don't talk to each other or don't understand each other. Um, and there sometimes you need a bit of translation. And I, I hope I'd be a bit of translation also in my team and uh, and within ING currently, um, but but typical issues, yeah. Um, uh, sometimes business people they explain things and then uh, IT people think they understand it, but they really see it from a different perspective and they deliver something that the business people are not satisfied with. So I don't have a concrete example right now uh, from the top of my head. Maybe I think of one, but uh, that typically is the is the core, the key challenge that we have within our team. We also see that between the team in Amsterdam and the team in Pune in India. It's really about uh, talking through the potential solutions and and if there's a solution for a specific feature or issue that we have then also review that from both sides, both the upsides and the dev side but also involve there the the business side, and it, it, it becomes very, very uh, superficial, no, not superficial, but on the, on the uh, very, very clear uh, in testing. So we need to test really from all different kinds of angles. Does it work technically, but also does it work from a business perspective? Does it do what we want Could you give me an example of an application or a service that you've, you've tested in that way? Uh, well, currently... currently uh, I think the, the one internet application itself uh, as a whole, but uh, one thing that we deployed l earlier this year is uh, the kudos um, feature within one internet. It was a kudos was a specific tool outside of one internet where people can give each other, let's say, compliments or kudos as we call it, one one to one. Uh, we integrated it now in one internet, but it took so much time before even the requirements became so clear and so. Uh, uh, that people understood it from both sides, both the technical side and the, and, the, and the business side. So for business people, sometimes it's very hard to define and, and explain those requirements. And then lots of times the IT people say, yeah, we understand it and they start building, but you have to verify over and over again. In that sense, our agile way of working also supports that because every two weeks we have demos, we have you know, reviews of the product at that state. And in that, uh, in that way, we can also m manage the progress. And, uh, and also manage the expectations on both sides. Mm. So what would you say that the main achievements are that you've been most proud of in the last couple of years in terms of what, what you and the organizations achieved? Yeah, speaking for the team, I think, or for the, for the company ING, I think that it, it was a huge, huge challenge to uh, go from uh, over 500 different internet sites in 40 different countries to one. 
Um, it was on explicit, uh, an explicit request from our then new CEO, Ralph Hammers, um, and our COO, um, it, to get here and, and to demonstrate that we really can unite as a company uh, to become one company instead of all these dispersed companies in different countries uh, altogether. Uh, it, it took a lot of effort and uh, uh, I think two to three years of development and, and getting it done, getting the job done with a lot of challenges and setbacks. But ultimately, the application was there. So two years back, exactly today, two years back, we, we launched it in the Netherlands and Belgium, which are the two most important and biggest uh, countries for ING. So I think that is the most uh, important thing and the, the, the biggest thing to be proud of. Um, and, and what I'm personally proud of is the way we treated our stakeholders in the past two years because they had to say goodbye to their babies, to their intranets, where they had full, full control over content, features, functionality, etc. And now they're dependent on me as a product owner and the team, of course, to fulfill the backlog and, and come up with new features. Uh, so for me, it's very important to keep them satisfied, to keep an open dialogue continuously. So we use all these kinds of you know methodologies for that and tools and, and channels for that and um, and for me to see a lot of people uh, uh, around in this meeting here today but also in the regular communications that we have that is very satisfying so and, and um, it's a really kind of interesting challenge so is there anything in this journey that you feel you underestimated uh, I think yeah um, I think migration is a, is a very underestimated uh, challenge, but it was at least four years back, especially because we had all these different kinds of sites, databases, tooling, CMSs, etc. So it was really a spaghetti of, of content and tools uh, that we needed to migrate from towards one platform. So that was really a, a, huge, uh, a huge challenge. Um, I think also if you do that, if you want to satisfy all these different countries, uh, comms departments, editors, etc., you want to also ac accommodate for all kinds of requirements. So you end up with a huge customized uh, beast of an application that we are having right now. I mean, there are lots of positive sides, but there's also a couple of downsides, of course. And I think the next step now for us is to make it more mature and also simplify it in, in a way that the end user, but also editors, will benefit from it. So it is much more simple to create content, to maintain content, and also to consume content. Mm. And one of the things that I hear, I have to say, sort of mixed uh, experiences around is, is the agile development process. I think it's been, you know, treated and regarded as a a. a capable technology or process to go through uh, what, what's your experience been of it and perhaps you could just explain it for those people who aren't familiar with it well that, the, the basic idea is that you have full flexibility of adjusting uh, uh, your product uh, along the way of developing it basically to put it uh, to put it uh, like that i think it can work it works for us in a way uh, but I think regardless of the methodology, if it's agile, waterfall, whatever, prints, uh, etc., I think it's about the maturity of your team. And it's about uh, uh, specifically taking ownership of your duties, of your tasks, uh, responsibilities, and working together. I think that's the most important thing. And if you have a mature team, and I think we have a mature team now, but there are different levels of maturity, for, of course, within ING, um, then your team will be happy to work with any kind of methodology. Mm. 
Yeah, and um, I th- no, I think that's uh, that, that's true. And how have you developed the uh, the maturity of the team? Have you looked for people who you thought had the right skill sets to bring them in? How have you developed that? Yeah, we did that, but it was more a bit at the end or in recent times. I think in the in the beginning you're sort of stuck with the people that are the team at that time. Uh, that, that's fair enough. Uh, so you need to educate people, of course. That's that's to start with. When I came in in this team, it was uh, one and a half year ago. I saw that a lot of things were not registered. Were not. Um, and there, there was not. We didn't keep track of a lot of things like velocity or uh, how many of the user stories in a sprint were actually uh, uh, finalized. Uh, how many spillovers did we have? How many points, user story points, would every team member uh, pick up, commit to? Uh, so these things we started to at least keep track of it, and also, for instance, keep track of the team satisfaction or the dissatisfaction. What kept them away from doing their job in a proper way? And by doing that, you 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 identify the pain points or you identify the the the, the, the areas where you want to grow as a team. Uh, that's one thing that I like very much about our way of working. It's all about the team and not so much about individuals anymore. Um, and in that way, we try to improve. And uh, I think we did uh, quite a good job there. But we, we're, we, you are never there, so we are still growing and growing. Uh, but for, at this moment in time, we're also looking at a different setup of our team because we need different skills when we now move towards a new migration, uh, to move towards a new platform. Uh, so probably we also need a few other people in the team. And uh, that, no, that's also uh, something that we need to discuss within the team, but also with management and see what kind of skills and people so we what, need. So what new people, what sort of people do you need? Um, it depends on the phase where we are. We are now in a discovery phase to see what we need, which direction we are going, what kind of potential solutions we're going to select. Um, so we need people like feature engineers, uh, architects, uh, uh, people like that, um, strategy consultants. Uh, uh, but we are also, when we move further along the way, we would also need information architects, which we don't have in our team. We have developers, we have UX experts, uh, operation uh, professionals, etc. But uh, we, we will probably need a few other people on board as well. Mm. And what are the kind of main ambitions that you've got for the next couple of years with what you're doing? Well, I think, well, a couple of years, I think for our ne- for next year, our main ambition is to move as fast as possible from our current uh, SharePoint on-prem environment to, uh, to a, a cloud-based uh, a new environment. Most probably for a larger part, it will be Office 365, but we can probably also we will probably also use some other components or solutions um, why I'm saying this is because the current environment is so uh, heavily uh, customized mm. and also quite unstable and unpredictable that I want to f- stabilize that as soon as possible freeze it and then move on to build the next environment so that's my uh, key goal for the short term because I want to keep satisfy my stakeholders they demand or require new features every week and basically what I tell them now is I can't do that in this environment it's just too risky too unstable so let's try to move uh, away from this environment as soon as possible Mm. and then we have challenges like what kind of social uh, applications are we going to select what kind of CMS kind of things are we going to select what kind of uh, UX layers uh, uh, um, are we going to select are we going to use Lifetiles Beezy Unili uh, wisdom uh, or we're going to stick to SharePoint out of the box or some other uh, CMS like Hippo uh, these challenges are now being discussed with our friends from tech and also we're very happy to 
discuss with with other companies like Philips today, like um, uh, other companies that uh, we will meet uh, soon, like Heineken, Shell, persons in people, uh, people in companies that are in the same place and have the same challenges as we have. uh, And we can see if we can learn from each other. Mm, Yeah. And it's interesting because you describe your role uh, as sort of business develop a business technologist and and i i think um it feels to me like this is a role that is emerging inside organizations and and hasn't been there before it's it's people with enough technical understanding to really understand how things work but enough business understanding to understand how to connect that into the organization and, and where do where do organizations like ing find those people um, that's a good question uh, maybe on linkedin i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know I, I i'm i also don't know if those roles that role didn't exist before i think when i was working with abnmro in the past i think we had i was most of the time the project manager on the business side and working together with a project manager on the it side and then we were reporting to a program manager um, I'm not sure if that really, really changed. But what I see is that a lot of companies, I think it was mentioned today as well, they consider themselves now a tech company doing some business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the truth. But what I do know is that a lot of things digitalize and, and technology becomes much more important. And sometimes I'm a bit, uh, I'm wondering why in traditional comms department you still have a lot of traditional comms people um, that have no clue how an internet page works or an internet page or an applica- mobile application or mm-hmm. things like that. That really um, is a bit strange to me. So I think a lot of people should have more technology um, uh, knowledge, uh, a feeling for technology. I think that will benefit, or the, the organization will benefit from that. Where you find those people, I think uh, the, um, uh, the younger people nowadays, they grow up with technology. Um, I'm already 43, like I said before, so I'm old. Uh, but other people uh, who are a bit younger, I think, uh, that will come naturally, I think. yeah. Well, with, with the younger people who are coming into ING, what, what are you noticing in terms of the way they approach work or things that they expect? Uh, different clothing. <laughs> oh, no, no. But it's funny, but uh, for the past four or five years, I hardly see any people in suits right. whatsoever, even in headquarters where I work. Uh, and in the Dutch headquarters, uh, it's it's almost gone. Uh, also, senior management not wearing ties and stuff like that. Mm. So that, that's the clothing yeah. part. Uh, work-wise, I think everybody gets used to uh, better collaboration. Uh, and also more transparency. Um, so uh, today we're also showing the group here, the guests here, the, the, uh, one of our buildings and, and, and f- the, some of the floors where people work in an agile way. But also you will see then the transparency of those floors. So you have all glass everywhere, not, no closed rooms anymore. Uh, everybody's work. It's, it's like working out loud, not by speaking, but, you know, everything is on the wall nowadays. Mm. And these changes are really uh, happening only for the last three, four years. And it's something I like because I prefer transparency and uh, knowledge. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a good way of putting it. And in a way, what you're referring to is that the buildings themselves are becoming more transparent. They're becoming more open. And we're trying to create environments that are like that. Um, I mean, one of the things that sort of, in a way, um, prevents that or inhibits that can be all the laws around privacy 
um, Chinese walls. Um, you know, some of uh, there's also a kind of push to close things down in a way. Yeah, that's a balance, and uh, mm. that's something that we uh, encounter each and every day. Uh, since we want to move fast forward fast and 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 yeah, we have these two week cycles and we it's a funny we 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 selected uh, microsoft stream back in april as our new uh video platform and we want to create a an, an enterprise video platform where all staff worldwide can upload their okay, videos i don't know much share. about that is it a good platform are you happy yeah we that? tested it uh, together with three other uh, potential solutions with uh, 60 users worldwide and uh we asked them what they preferred based on a couple of use cases and and, and microsoft stream came up first i was a bit surprised myself what, what as well were the other two you looked at um blue uh, jeans no, no, let me, I, I need to recall. Okay. Uh, I need to look it up. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter for now. But the, the, uh, how did we end up here? Um, well, I was just asking about Oh, yeah, the, yeah, so, 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 yeah, yeah the, the, and, and we want to move forward fast. But, but then, again, we have, okay, we have to know that we have a lot of risk controls. Mm. And we ha need to have those risk controls in place uh, before we launch anything. Mm. And we have our... Uh, uh, risk uh, assessments on IT side, on business side. We have now pri privacy assessments as well. Mm. I was in a three-hour session the other day to talk about the, the uh, only for this product, to talk about all the privacy details. What kind of data is processed? By who? In Europe? In the, um in the Americas? In ING or outside of ING? Yeah. How can people, do people need to give consent for their mm. uh, image rights or, or data? Uh, how can they withdraw that? So all these kinds of things are very, very important and it's that's not very sexy maybe or it's not my my daily job because i'm trying to you know bring forward new features mm. but it's very important so that's a balance uh, act uh, between the two yeah and i often think that that you know managing organizations and trying to um achieve their strategies about balancing conflicting interests or paradoxes you know so so there is this desire for more open collaboration more transparency and i think that's happening in any organization while also this level of giving people some more autonomy and control over their own data security privacy and 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 so on um so is this the the kind of work you expected to be doing when you started in work? Um, what, what did you expect from work? When I started in work like 20 years ago? Yes. Uh, I, I really can't recall. Uh, when I started to work, I was... Uh, actually, the funny thing is when I started to work, I was still in university. I was, I was asked by ABN Emra to, to... What did you study? Communications in at the University of Amsterdam. Then I did my internship at the ABN Emra and then they needed uh, some sort of a project lead to create a new intranet portal for uh, for a business line, and that what was what I was doing together with. And then at that time we are, we were sitting together next to the guys of the internet site, so I was in internet or intranet and uh, for for almost all of my working career. Uh, I was uh, so, so my my interest is also te always technology and what it can bring people in terms of communications and collaboration. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I was expecting it, but I'm for sure enjoying it. Mm. Good. And where do you see the rest of your career going? Do you have that kind of vision of of or ambition? I like this field of uh, of work. Mm. Um, but when I left ABN Emra, I started working as a self-employed uh, consultant or project manager. And uh, when I was asked 
by ING, ING a few years back, I was also still uh, independent, but now they asked me to join, so I'm now completely orange ING employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think I, I like for the rest of my career, I think it's also interesting to see other companies. So uh, the challenges that we have now with ING for the next two, three years are very much, uh, I very much like to, you know, to bring that forward and bring that to reality. And after that, we will see and uh, yeah. see what the, what the future will bring. Oh, I mean, this is what's interesting about the field is that it's, it's such an emerging area and such a dynamic area. Um, do you feel that work's becoming sort of intrinsically more mobile? Yeah, if I look at my personal experience, I'm, I'm on my mobile all day and m- most of my communications, and that's a large part of my job, communicating with my team and my stakeholders is done through mobile. On the other hand, uh, a lot of times I hear mobile first and mobile only even um, um, if I look at ING I think 70, 80, maybe even 90% of the workforce is still behind the desktop uh, at a desk um, so it's. Uh, I think we should cater for both sides uh, but at least and that's the, the bare minimum it should be uh, you should be able to use it on your mobile device as yeah. well. That's, uh, and I think clear, about right? I think about mobile as being probably you know less so about the device and more about the almost like the pattern of work. You know that it's that it that the work is something that you be able to carry w- with you where you're going. Yeah, you don't need to agree. No, no, I, I te- I'm thinking about what exactly you mean by that. But well, I suppose what I mean is, is that your experience that, that, you know, or talk about mobile first, and and they think perhaps of the device, the mobile phone. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that even if you go into a, um, uh, you know, a, a physical office environment, people are, are expecting to be able to take their work with them within that environment. Yeah. 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 I carry my work with me all the, every day. Yeah, that's true. Back home and in the office as well, in different uh, locations, uh, rooms. Uh, yeah, so for me, that's not that's mm. not something new, basically. It kind of came home to me because I was in a, a, a branch of um, Barclays Bank in the UK, and um, I was kind of reflecting on the fact that there were, a, I think, a couple of people behind what you'd call a a, a teller, you know, at a, a at a. But the rest of the people in the bank were just moving around with tablet devices, correct? Interacting yeah. with yeah. customers. Yeah. So even within that environment, it was a a mobile experience. But Yoris, it's been fantastic to chat with you here um, and thank you for hosting this digital workplace group member meeting over here in Amsterdam and um, let you get back into the meeting. It's my, it's my pleasure thank you very much Great. Paul. Thank you. Thanks. Digital Workplace Impact is produced by the Digital Workplace Group a strategic partner and boutique consultancy supporting more than 100 leading businesses and public institutions globally to advance their intranets and broader digital workplaces through benchmarking, research and practitioner expertise. And if you'd like more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. And if you'd like to listen to previous episodes of the podcast, go to digitalworkplacegroup.com forward slash DWG underscore podcast. This is Paul Miller wishing you well until next time.